0: Back in this bitch Take a flick Ho what's happening Yeah We on politic Money clip Like it's fashion Yeah Me and Rocco back Like Flipping mattresses Me and Docco back Like knocking addresses Cap on Cap on Drumhole 30, no add-on Lil' man, man, I don't wanna go bad on Big hits, then fold out when you lack on You ain't no man, you a mouse and a rat hole I hold ho, stack that factual Caught Big ten on the island, bashful Fuck your plan, I'ma burn that
1: castle Fuck that clan, I'ma burn that task force It's big murder when I say go How about not that bad with the blacks Keep massing a great big murder when I say go Man, I took my chance in a paint like that Let's see how further it might go And it just might hurt you when I go And my name might curse you when I go bitch.
0: What's up, what's up, what's good with it, everybody? We are back again for another episode It's the Pick and Roll podcast it's your boy ish alongside my main man sam now as y'all know it's free agency in the nba so we got a lot to touch on as far as that's concerned sam what's good what's up world man i'll say this just to start things off i was extremely excited throughout the day today But we just got us a huge bombshell, and I feel like that's got to be the first topic for us to touch on, seeing as that's the most relevant thing. DeMarcus Cousins has decided to sign with the Golden State Warriors. Now, that in itself is huge. Then you throw on top of it that he only signed for five mil. One year, five million dollars. That's crazy. That's robbery. Golden State got over. Sam, what's your take on that? I know those your boys, so I know you got something to say about it.
1: Best front office to ever do it. <laughs> <laughs> Period. It ain't nothing to say, man. That's the best front office to ever do it. They can sell. It. They can sell the dream over there.
0: Man, I, I, how, I just ugh. how can you how can you talk Boogie into signing for five million dollars? Yeah, that don't make sense to me. Something something else had to be said over there, and I don't know what it was. I mean, it obviously had to be good because Golden State came out of nowhere. If anybody's been paying attention to free agency, as far as DeMarcus Cousins is concerned, the only thing you've seen is that the Lakers and the Pelicans were the only two teams to contact DeMarcus Cousins. And then out of the woodworks, Boogie decided to go to Golden State. I I just don't get it. I I
1: think it's one of two things. I think either the Warriors got wind of a, Ka- a Kawhi Leonard deal that's about to go through that had them like, Oh shit, it's time to re-love. make a move.
0: Yeah.
1: Or I think Boogie might have been looking at it as nobody's going to give him the max deal that he wants this summer since he's coming off that Achilles injury. So he's looking to prove himself this season, and he figured, well, while I'm proving myself and taking a pay cut anyway – I might as well go with me a ring while I'm doing
0: it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely a great analogy. I didn't think of it in that aspect. But, man, y'all know me. Y'all know I'm a Laker fan, so y'all know I'm hurt about this. I'm hurt. Yeah, my Lakers bought in, brought in Bron, but I just knew we was going to bring in Boogie to go along with it. But apparently that didn't happen, so, I mean. Another thing, man,
1: don't y'all get too sad. And get the wine and I personally feel like this is only a one year deal. I don't I don't believe that Boogie will be there long term. I don't see I don't see any way that we could keep paying that man unless he gonna take five mil again. If he take five mil again, then come on then, Boogie stay with us. <laughs> but I don't I don't think so. I think this is just for this season and then he'll be gone.
0: See, we was talking about this a little bit before the podcast, and I actually believe that If y'all win a ring this year, I think it's going to be extremely hard for Boogie to just say, "Ah, all right, I got one. Let me go out here and chase this money again. I think once he gets a taste of it, he's going to want more.
1: And He's never been on the team that even won –
0: Exactly. Anything, really. Exactly. That's the thing.
1: Even man. this year when he played with the Pelicans, they was ass until he got hurt. They start clicking when he got hurt. Yeah, and so he ain't never won shit.
0: He's going to get a little taste of his success, I feel like, and he's not going to want to he's not going to go away from it. He's literally I feel like he's going to sit down and think, "Where what situation can I go to that's going to put me in the situation to where I'm going to win a ring again?" And nothing's going to look more appealing to him than Golden State again. And, yeah, he's going to chase the bag, I feel like, but I think it's going to be after a couple of rings. He he may get one this year if they go, and if they go back next year and get another one, then I can see him chasing them ducats a little bit. But I'm pissed. I ain't going to lie.
1: The spacing on that court is going to be ridiculous. I mean, our center used to be JaVale McGee. He's a serviceable guy, but he can't shoot no threes.
0: I saw something on social media that said it's the Lakers' fault that Boogie went there. They should've never uh talked in into signing with the Lakers over Golden State. So Golden State was giving them a one up by signing Boogie. Like, oh okay, y'all gonna take one of our centers? Bet. We're going out here to get the one y'all really want. I thought all we was gonna do was grab the white and call it this call it the off season. They went out and grabbed the best center in the game. Like <laughs> That shit does not make no sense to me. I just sat down and ran the whole lineup down to Sam. Like, they have the best center in the league. Arguably the best point guard in the league. The best two-way defender in the league. The best shooters in the league. Like, it does not... And then you throw KD in there. I mean, they have everything. This is the perfect... They got an all-star team. They could probably play Golden State against an all-star team that they put together. And Golden State will hold their own. Oh, yeah, they would smash the East All-Stars, I believe. It ain't nothing in that East that could compete with this, but man, we've been touched enough on Boogie. I'm tired of talking about this, man. I'm 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 very upset. I'm livid right now. So let's go ahead and jump into some uplifting news, as far as I'm concerned. LeBron to LA. Now, I feel like it didn't come as that big of a surprise, but I mean. A lot of people were on the fence, me included. I didn't really think LeBron was going to come. I didn't think LeBron was going to leave, honestly. I figured he was going to stay, do another one plus one, or uh, talk someone else into coming alongside him in Cleveland. But he decided to go to L.A. and play with them Lakers. You think this was the smartest move for him, Sam? Yeah, I I do,
1: especially considering the fact that he had ruled uh, the Rockets out and i like the fact that this doesn't look ring chasey for lebron either i i, I like him in la all the greats play there it, it, it's a, it's a good move I, I like i the more i think about it the more i like the move that lebron just made to la honestly
0: i think that it definitely doesn't look ring chasey for the simple fact that he signed a four year deal if he would have signed something shorter than that then it would have that basically would have had oh, we about to go out and get a super squad written all over it. But with him signing that four years, it basically showed trust in the Lakers front office, saying that, oh, I know it may take a couple years for us to get to where we need to be, but I'm here. Let's rock. I'm here for the long haul. And I can applaud LeBron for that. A lot of people know that I'm not the biggest LeBron fan, so I wasn't even pushing for him to come to L.A. But now that he's here, I guess the, the biggest thing, my biggest issue is I'm just hoping that the Lakers can somehow find – a good enough split to where him and Lonzo are both handling the ball. Because everybody knows LeBron likes to be ball dominant. And that's Lonzo's biggest asset is the way that he facilitates.
1: They got to find a way to let Lonzo still handle the rock side.
0: I would hope or so. else trade him away and get a point guard that scores. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And there's a lot going on. there. You're hearing a lot about the Lakers' uh, potential trades. And one of the ones that keeps coming up is Damian Lillard. And... Like Sam said earlier, he said if they go out and do that, it'll basically be in this. He'll be in the same situation he was with Kyrie, and I don't see it as a bad idea. But me being a Laker fan, Lonzo Ball is a point guard that you're not gonna come across no time soon, at all. You can find a scoring guard in just about any draft class, but you're not gonna find a point guard that controls the game the way Lonzo does and affects it in so many different ways. He's yeah, he's a solid defender. Yeah. He rebounds well. Yep. I like Lonzo. He
1: averaged 10-7-7 as a rookie. I don't know what else you can ask for. We just getting caught up in these guys like Tatum and Mitchell and Ben Simmons that's putting up crazy numbers. But 10-7-7 is more around your average rookie year.
0: Yeah, that's extremely stellar. They did a graphic um, putting his stat line up against a lot of other rookie point guards and his was actually the best the closest to him was um Jason Kidd I believe it was and Jason Kidd I don't even think average double digit scoring his um rookie year but that just shows that Lonzo's future is a lot a lot brighter than a lot of people think I just think I think he's going to be exceptional in all of those aspects I think his game's going to come full circle he's not going to be the greatest score, but everything else he does on the court is going to make up for that. But hopefully, like you said, they find a way to to balance it and let him bring the ball up the court. Because if
1: you're not, man, there, there's no reason to have Lonzo Ball. Agree. That was the that was the thing I was saying about the, the Lakers bringing in LeBron that I wasn't going to like either at first was them possibly stunting Lonzo's growth. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they've. Clearly they better have thought about that. I mean if we thought about it, shit, they get paid to do this, so they better have thought about
0: it. Yeah, I so. just I hope it's not a, a case of the front office chasing big names just because the Lakers haven't had a big name in a long time and they're not actually taking the um roster into account. But I can't see Magic being that guy. Yeah, we had those issues with the previous uh guys in the office, but I just I can't see Magic just being that guy to be like, Oh, well, we got LeBron. My job here is done. This is what I needed. I just need to bring in a big name, and the rest will take care of itself. So, uh, I think Braun is Braun to LA. I, I think it'll work out. I hope. I'm being optimistic, but I hope. I think it will. Stephen A. Briefly mentioned on first take something about
1: Phil Jackson possibly coming oh, back my to Lakers, I swear. Now you
0: know, you
1: know Stephen A. Though he don't just be making up stuff. He usually be having some strong, some strong sources.
0: If if he's got any wind of a Phil Jackson coming back, that's going to be real crazy because we was talking earlier about the other signees that the Lakers had pulled in, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But uh, the biggest thing you brought out was they don't got no shooters. And the offense that Luke Walton likes to run, we got to have shooters. They like to play the running gun, shoot, outscore me, just like Golden State does. But whoo, Phil Jackson comes back and throws that triangle? I mean, he he didn't say for sure that he heard Phil Jackson
1: was coming back, but he said there's been rumblings of it, like people talking. So, I don't know. This season could be real interesting.
0: I think it could. I definitely think it could. But alongside LeBron, the Lakers also brought in Lance Stevenson, which to me is hilarious, knowing Lance Stevenson and LeBron's past. Now they're going to have to play alongside each other. It's not like they ever hated each other, but it's just that feud that they had on the court. It reminds me a lot of when the Lakers had Kobe and then went out and got Ron Artest. The next year, a meta world peace. That
1: that relationship was cool, though, because they have mutual respect. Exactly. But I feel like LeBron and Lance, bro, they gonna be they gonna end up being real close friends. I bro, think just so from too. The little stupid battles they had. Yeah. Now Now he on Bron's team. he's gonna be doing it for to, LeBron. Exactly. You know to like, other people. I feel like they are gonna have a good relationship. I don't think that'll be an issue at all.
0: I think so too. And it's been said that LeBron has tremendous respect for Lance Stevenson, So, that's definitely a plus. I mean pulling in Lance, I, th- I think that's that was solid for LA as far as defending is concerned yeah, and y'all, bench production.
1: Y'all brought in some good defenders, but like, I would like Kuzma going to end up being known as a shooter this year for y'all for sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of people, I mean, everybody know he can hit the three, but I feel like playing alongside LeBron, people going to really that's see how be, good of a yeah, shooter he really is. Definitely. But I still feel like y'all need a, a specialist or two of them. Like, yeah. like a J.J. Reddick. Just somebody that's really just going to sit a on the shooter. wing and just shoot the three. Some nights
0: be cool with not getting even
1: that many shots. Yeah.
0: Shoot all threes. I definitely think that's the hole that's missing in our in our roster. We have guys that can pretty much do other things. But like you said, we don't have a specialist as far as a straight shooter. Like somebody that's going to come in and you have to identify him at all times as a shooter. But um, also alongside with uh with Lance Stevenson, we brought in JaVale McGee which that's another solid big man, another solid defender. So I feel like that's that bodes well for L.A. And then uh, earlier today, one that was a little bit puzzling, but to me I felt like it was a good move because the Lakers definitely needed a backup point guard. Uh, they brought in Rajon Rondo on a one-year deal, and that's pretty much what they've been signing with everybody. And I think that bodes well for next year's free agency. Maybe uh Magic and and company are seeing the bigger picture as far as LeBron signing for 4 years. Maybe this year won't be the year that they pull in another big name alongside LeBron. You've got guys like Kawhi, that'll be a free agent next year. So it's definitely uh definitely productive thus far for the Lakers, but with them pulling in all of those guys and pulling in LeBron and now missing out on DeMarcus Cousins, what do you think that means for Kawhi?
1: I mean, I think we all know that Kawhi is going to be in either a Lakers or a Clippers uniform next year. He's going to be in LA next season. Now, I don't, I don't, I think the Spurs should trade him and at least get something for him because you know he's leaving. Yeah. He don't want to play for y'all no more. So I personally feel like move him so you can get something. But I don't, I don't think they are or at least not until maybe the trade deadline.
0: And that's the thing. If you decide to hold on to a guy like this, a guy that's clearly not happy at all in San Antonio, you run a risk of having the same team that you had last year and just having no star power on the court at all or having nobody that's going to be productive as far as scoring. They re-signed Rudy Gay, and to me, that in a way can show – Excuse me. That they're looking as if we're gonna hold on to this guy, as in Kawhi, and just chalk it up that he's not gonna play next year. That's the only thing I could take from that. But if they do that, I just I think the Spurs front office is far too smart to do that. We've seen what they've built as far as this team is concerned, and I really think that between the Lakers and Boston, they're gonna come out of this scenario with something. I don't know if they'll trade him to somewhere like Boston, seeing as Boston knows that he wants to be in L.A. and they know that they're only going to get one year out of Kawhi. I think that it would be better for them to trade him to L.A., but they're going to go for the jugular if they trade with L.A., I feel like. They're going to want a combination of uh, either Alonzo or Brandon Ingram, along with Both. Kuzma, all three. Of yeah, them. I can see it. I all can three see of it. And them. now that um, and a draft pick at they, least, they want two draft picks, two first round draft.
1: Picks. But I think why the Spurs want to hold on to him is just they just They're cannot demand it. Nah, they just cannot muster up the strength to trade a guy that good. <laughs> they just like. No, bro. Yeah, he he like, gonna play. He gonna play. We. Good. <laughs> we good. He
0: gonna play. He gonna play. They holding on the hope. I'm trying. That's and that's the thing. Like it's after you see a guy like Timmy D leave, you like, all right, well, we already got our heir apparent. We know who's who's coming to take the throne next. And now you run into this issue. It's that's rough for a team like San Antonio. They've never had to deal with any turmoil like this.
1: They um, I can't remember who tweeted it. I want to I think it was Skip Bayless. He he said if Kawhi Leonard gets traded, he'll be the best player traded since Shaquille O'Neal.
0: That's and a bold statement. That might it, be that's factual.
1: That's fact. a fact. I will have to go back and do that some research. Guys that good don't get traded, bro. Yeah, I
0: will have to go do some research, but I'm pretty sure that that's probably accurate. And guys like that don't get traded. They don't. We're talking about top three players in the NBA when he's fully healthy. Yeah, so You don't trade those guys. Whoo. I mean, like I said, they would I, trade him for
1: for Lonzo, Kuzma, and, and Brandon Ingram.
0: Ingram. I think so. That's the
1: only well. way y'all trading for them, for him. <laughs> Otherwise, it's gonna be the Boston or nowhere, bro.
0: Yeah, that's and that's the thing with me. That's it's, what I think. Of it's not that I don't, I don't want Kawhi. I would love to have him. He's one of my favorite players in the NBA. But if you look at the situation for the long haul. I think Kawhi and LeBron will be cool, but it's not going to be enough for us to win, which means we're going to have to get another big name, which means what are the chances of us being able to hold on to all three of those guys for more than a few years. Basically what I'm getting at is, let's say this plays out well. We trade those young pieces, get Kawhi. We somehow muster up another superstar, and we bring them in. So we have us a big three. Three years from now... If those guys get a ring, if those guys don't, I don't see them staying together. I see them venturing out, going elsewhere, probably looking for the big money because all three of them aren't gonna be able to get paid big money. And we're right back in the situation the that cup we're check in now. Bro. Yeah. The that's, quick fix. I don't like it though. Yeah, that's what I'm I saying. I hate it. That's why we brought Magic in to to help get He's us back to change it. exactly. And if
1: y'all trade if y'all trade Lonzo, Ingram and Kuzma for Kawhi Leonard when he already said he wants to be in LA and is going to be a free agent next season that's just idiotic like, yeah, it just it's don't idiotic make sense, man
0: either way we can't lose in this situation you but brought in LeBron you won exactly that's a plus it's a huge plus and he signed for four years we're not we're not rushing there's no yeah. need to rush but from the other end of the spectrum I can see it as the Lakers front office saying Okay, well, we thought we had Paul George chalked up last year. What's the chances of Kawhi going somewhere and we falling back into this same situation where we have a guy that we know is supposed to come to L.A. Then the offseason, but it could happen
1: if you trade for him too because he only he only got one more year under his deal. So if he don't want to be in L.A., he don't fool with it. He could still leave.
0: That's true. I'm just. I I'm trying to be open minded about the situation to see where the front office may be coming from in this situation, but I don't like the thought of trading those young pieces whatsoever. And you are gonna give them to the Pop? <laughs> you just created another man. Monster. Now you gotta go through you gotta go through your old mob, <laughs> and you know <laughs> Pop is gonna develop these guys if into something that you've pop never seen before. Get his hands on, on Monzo, Monzo, Oh my gosh! No, pop do is that. gonna be around for a while. Don't do that. He ain't going nowhere. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, Don't do that. Don't. But, don't do that. man, like I said, all Pop needs down there is a is a floor general. If he gets him a point guard that he can build around, we looking at another Spurs dynasty, and Lonzo is the perfect fit. And I, I don't want, I don't want to see, I don't want to see Lonzo go nowhere. I'm a huge Lonzo fan, so I want to see him stay, but. Enough about Lonzo. We've touched on him for a while, yeah, but enough about them
1: damn Lakers.
0: <laughs> so let's get into another guy who was uh on the Lakers' radar, but uh Def obviously won't be talking about the Lakers because he decided not to go there. Paul George, he decided to stay in Oklahoma City. What are your thoughts on this? You think that's a good move for him? You think he's chasing a bag, or what's your take on that?
1: I'm completely. I <laughs> I just. I'm just puzzled. I don't know. I don't understand. After what he, after what they went through on there in OKC, I don't know. I, I don't know. I I don't get it. It just didn't make sense to me at all. I when I seen that, remember when I told you at Little Creek, you ain't even believe me. You yeah, like, yeah. no, nah, no, he didn't. Yeah. yeah. I'm like bro, yeah, he resigned. I'm talking about he cool with Russ. Like, yeah.
0: I I can't see it being anything other than him chasing the bag. Like he was going to get broke off in LA as well, but I think he's thinking more long term. How many
1: years he signed?
0: Um, I cannot remember either. That was uh, definitely a multi year deal. I want to say three or four. I'm leaning more toward four, but yeah, like you said, to see what they went through last year, there's nothing that's going to happen with that particular team that's going to take them over the hump. Melo just re-signed with them. Melo's not going to be any more effective next year than he was last year. So you really just have Russ and Paul George. And I took a long, hard thought about this and my only thing that I could think of is that Paul George was a bit upset. Paul George wanted to go to his hometown in LA and be the guy. I feel like he wanted LA to build around him. And once he got wind of LeBron may actually be heading to the Lakers or to L.A., that could have threw him off a little bit. Like, fuck it, I don't want to be there. And it's supposed to be my town, and I'm supposed to be the guy. Yeah, I ain't not
1: think about that. But, yeah, that's that's probably exactly what it was.
0: That's the only thing I that I could think of. That. That's the only thing.
1: Because yeah, they did just all of a sudden start talking about LeBron after they wanted Paul George, Paul George, exactly. Paul George.
0: Exactly. Paul George was number one on our radar. And I feel like once Magic and them – once they found out that lebron had some type of interest in la paul george was moved to the back burner a little bit and it's like we focused on lebron we need lebron the billboards all of that i feel like all of that played into paul george's decision he looked at it as this is my hometown i'm the guy i'm supposed to be the man here but then here comes lebron and they're making all of these billboards for lebron Every the calling they calling him LeBron with LA on the front of his name. Like they were pushing hard for LeBron. And I felt like he felt like they weren't pushing hard enough for him, the city and the um, front office. So I don't know. I'm puzzled about that decision. Outside of that, if that's not if that wasn't his reasoning, I would definitely like definitely like to know what it was. I don't like his fit in OKC.
1: The only way OKC can be good, it's not a personnel problem, though. It's a point guard problem. Russ has to learn how to...
0: Defer. Yes,
1: defer and slow down. Like, he still hasn't really learned how to really change speeds and shit. Like, he just always... Everything's just downhill. (sighs) 150 miles per hour. I mean, he plays hard, so it's hard to, like... Comp- it. Yeah, it's hard to knock him, but at the same time, like, bro, you're a point guard. Like, you can't do that all every
0: Right, every possession.
1: Like, you're not playing 2K. You can't just hold Grab the, ball the ball with the first go, person right. you bring it up with every and time. And try to
0: score, yeah. like I don't know. Rush Russ still hasn't learned how to play point guard yet. That's another issue that they have in OKC is that You have a guy like Russell Westbrook that you put at point guard, but you're not developing him into a point guard. You're letting him have all of the principles of a shooting guard at the point guard position, and that, in turn, is hurting you. It's hurting you in the aspect of having a pure shooting guard. If you have a pure shooting guard on your team, he's not going to be effective with a guy like Russell Westbrook. We saw with Paul George. Paul George plays the three, but there were plenty of times he played the two last year. Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo as well. We've seen what Victor can do this past season. Why
1: not just put Russell at the two? You can get you a guard, right?
0: You can get you a guy that can exactly a vet that can shoot the ball a bit. Um, just another guy because I mean, you move Russ to the two, you're not losing anything. He's still gonna be able to do everything he can do at the one, and he may be even more
1: effective. But now in them times when it's time to slow it down and run some shot clock. You, you got somebody you got that can some, pace the game. Yeah, you ain't got to give it to Russ and worry about sh- him shooting that pull-up mid-range that we know, we all know. Do you? Just, do you think the front office is scared of Russ? Oh no, I think they're scared of losing Russ. I think when they lost KD, they like, we oh got hell em. no, we can't <laughs> lose Russ <you> know? <laughs> and James Harden. Yeah, we can't, we can't, we can't do this again. <laughs> can't lose, can't lose Russ. Yeah. So they've been. I feel like they've been catering a little bit extra to Russ just off the simple fact that they didn't
0: been there done that twice they ain't trying to do it the third time yeah it's like I, don't, I can't think of any other reason as to why you give him as much freedom as you do there are no organizations that are giving guys that much freedom unless your name is LeBron James anybody else listen if that's what you want to do that's cool but this is how we're going to run our team Russell Westbrook is doing whatever the fuck he wants at all <laughs> times when he has the ball and when he's on the court so, that just doesn't make sense to me. Especially when you... It's it's one thing, like, two
1: years ago when he was basically by himself. I mean, he had Victor, but, I mean...
0: He was by Yeah, himself.
1: basically by himself. So, that was different. But now you bring in Paul George and you bring Melo, and you still shooting 40-plus times multiple times
0: through the year. Yeah, that's... The, the thing with me and OKC is that... I don't believe Melo is as bad as he looked last year. I feel like Melo's definitely a guy that you have to be able to find a way for him to get comfortable in the offense. You have to find a way to create buckets for him and get him going because Melo can still fill it up. We see him every year out here in these uh, summer games and on the offseason playing the pickup games. Melo can still fill it up. There's no way around it. He can do it, but... Obviously, he's getting up in age, and his game isn't what it used to be, so he can't do it as effectively. And that's why I feel like your point guard comes into play. Could you imagine him playing with somebody like a Chris Paul or somebody that can actually create a bucket for him? He no, would be yeah. dangerous.
1: Yeah. Mel- Melo's still got something in the tank. It's just, if you ever watch OKC play, man, you just...
0: It's, it's not hard. good it look, basketball. It looks hard to play with Russ. Yeah. like I'm not a fan of watching OKC. It's not good basketball at all. Russ's numbers are crazy, but you don't really see nobody else dribble the ball. Yeah, I agree. Paul George made his... The crazy thing about it is Paul George is a star. There's no way around it. But he was most effective this year defensively. And we had never seen that any other year out of Paul George at one point in time, he was leading the league in steals. And to me, that shows how well-rounded he is, but it also goes to show that Paul George is stellar offensively. There's nothing he can't do on that offensive end. And the fact that his defense overshadowed his offense that much to where we were talking about, oh, Paul George is doing this on defense, that that bodes in – that that I don't think that bodes well for OKC. That shows just how ball-dominant Russ was last year. I don't like it.
1: You got to think that a player as good as Russell Westbrook will finally realize, like, okay, what I've been doing
0: is not working. It's
1: good for me
0: individually, but
1: it's not helping my team. Like, once he would realize that, man, because I mean, we, we see how what he does.
0: Yeah. It's. With Russell Westbrook, you hear all of this stuff he says to the media, night in, night out. I'm not out here chasing stats. I just want my team to get wins. I don't care about nothing but us winning. He says that in a press conference, but his game says something completely different. No, nah, he. Court, I feel
1: man. like he plays like that, but he plays like we want. We gotta win, and I gotta be the reason why we win. Oh,
0: yeah, I think that because he things.
1: definitely you can't you can't you can't question. Russell Westbrook's intent he definitely wants to win he plays so hard but at times you got to tone that back and let somebody else help you out I feel like sometimes he doesn't even
0: allow anybody to help him yeah I I definitely felt like with Russ it was more of yeah I want to win but I felt like his stat line came a, a tad bit above winning it was like I want to ball out and then right underneath it is I want to win as well. I just felt like he held his stats a little more uh, dear to his heart than he did winning. And now that you said that, I feel like that's the perfect way to put it. He definitely wants to win, but he wants to be the reason why. There's no other way around it. That's that's Russell Westbrook to a T as far as I'm concerned, but let's touch into some other big name uh free agents that are still out there. There aren't many. Um Prior to starting this podcast, I told you I had DeMarcus Cousins on there, so we could scratch him off, unfortunately. But alongside uh, him, we're also going to touch on uh, Tyreek Evans. A lot of people who have followed Tyreek since he was at Memphis, they've seen that his game has slowly started to increase a bit. I don't think he was quite that guy that everybody thought he was going to be out of college. But last year he took a huge step in uh in that direction. He averaged nineteen points a game last year with the Grizzlies and he was extremely effective. Do you see any potential destinations for him that you think would be fitting?
1: Yeah, I think the Pelicans should snag him back. That wouldn't be bad at all. That's what I really they they need some more perimeter play. So they don't have to have so much weight
0: on um uh, Drew, Drew Holiday. Holiday.
1: And they just lost Rondo. Yeah,
0: too. that makes that makes sense. So I could see Tyreek going down there. 'Cause he Tyreek could play the one two. That's or what three. he yeah, and I feel like he's most effective at the one. Yeah,
1: because rookie year
0: I think because
1: this 'cause this nineteen was a career high. Yeah. But he averaged eighteen his rookie year with yeah. the with
0: the Kings. And that's the thing. This year he actually had the opportunity to do that, to slide over to the one with Mike Conley not being, not playing with him being injured. So that that was definitely huge for him. And I feel like moving forward, that's the, the role that he should be seeking or that's the role that teams should be putting him in. I think the Pelicans are a good fit, and that's probably the best fit as far as I'm concerned. I can't see him going anywhere else and looking as effective as he was last year. I think that's huge. There was speculation of my Lakers talking to him, but – now that we snagged Rondo, I can't see us grabbing Tyreek Evans as well. Those are two guys that can't shoot their, their facilities. Tyreek's mid-game decent. Yeah, he's yeah. got a decent mid-range game, but you know that's not yeah. what we need on this roster. But uh, another guy out there is Julius Randle. Uh, a lot of people know he was a restricted free agent with the Lakers, but we just renounced the rights to him. So he is now an unrestricted free agent. Dallas. Oh, That's where you're from, too. Oh. That's not bad. You gonna go to Dallas, man. I personally could see him going somewhere like Houston as well though. Think so? I think Houston could be a good fit for him. Do they got the chicken? I don't know. It depends on how much he's wanting. I don't think they do because they was gonna have to trade for whoever they was gonna bring.
1: But I think they losing Capella. But Capella, his, match
0: his yeah, Capella, uh is restricted. So I yeah. feel like whatever's thrown his way, they snagging it. They can't they lose out to. on Capella. Especially seeing they didn't get Paul
1: George, they didn't get LeBron, and they lost out on Trevor Ariza. Yeah. So you gotta get something. Yeah. I mean, you can't lose Capella too. Yeah, yeah. I agree.
0: What I if definitely. they get? Tyrese. I was just thinking that in my head. I think Tyreek might fit with them as well. He'd he have to slide to three with them, though. Yeah, and then but he could play the one with the second unit. True. I think that'll work. Tyreek could go there as well. But um, Julius Randle, I think Dallas may be the best fit for him. And what better place to be? I mean, you got two... Guys don't get the chance to
1: go home this early. That's true. <laughs> he ain't even hit his prime yet, so he could have his whole prime with the hometown.
0: And you still got a, a year to play underneath Dirk and learn every possible thing you can at this point. I
1: wish Dirk would sit it down. He killed me. <laughs> I agree. Average, I agree. He's too great. Yeah. But I mean, he I don't know. I mean, if he could still go, I bet Dirk just I think feel like so if before. he could get on one more championship team,
0: That ain't going to happen though. If the Mavericks
1: get uh Julius Randle, though, they might be in a they might be able to make a little playoff push. I feel like Dennis Smith going to be ready
0: and they just drafted Luka. Well, they just they got yeah, they got the rights for him. Yeah, I I was a little skeptical about that uh at the beginning, but now that I look more at it, I think with the way that this NBA is looking nowadays, you look at teams like the Trailblazers that have two uh two guards that are excuse me that are basically the the core of the team, and you look at a guy like uh, Luka, I think he balances really well with a guy like Dennis. Dennis is a guy that can go out there and fill it up. Mm-hmm. Luke is a guy that can facilitate and affect the game in many ways that I don't feel like Dennis can. And I, I think I like that a little bit. Yeah, they They complement each other well. I agree. Because I agree.
1: now Dennis Smith ain't got to worry about facilitating all the mm-hmm. time. He can go get 40 or 30 or whatever, he's still the best scorer in that class, yeah. I feel like. Ah, nah. He up there. He ain't the best. He up
0: there, but Tatum he ain't the, best. the best. I gotta go with he Tatum. He top three, though. Tatum or uh, Donovan. He top three. Yeah. Dennis Smith could go get the buckets. I agree.
1: And, uh... Then, Luka, he, he ain't gotta worry about scoring that much, really. Yeah. He can just go facilitate and hit open shots.
0: Yeah, I, I think that'll work well for them, but... Uh last guy we're gonna touch on is Clint Capella, which we touched on a little bit already. He is restricted and we both are in agreement that Houstons definitely not let him go nowhere. Can't. <laughs> they can't afford that. And um the biggest thing is how much money are they gonna have to match him after oh, they it's just gonna be fat. But do they have it? You know they just signed Chris but Paul you, you, to that $156 million contract.
1: With restrict a restricted free agent, it don't matter. You can automatically restrict. I mean, you can automatically match the deal.
0: But you saw, like, the um, the Wizards last year. They matched, whatchamacallit, um, yeah. the Nets for Otto Porter. And, they and them. now look at him.
1: But Clint Capella's worth it, though. Otto Porter, he's a good player, but he wasn't worth the money. that The, the Nets was just grabbing somebody just because they had money and yeah. their team was trash, That's so they true. threw him whatever. They should have. The Wizards should have never done that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I like I said, Otto Porter's good, but he's, he's not, not worth, worth that. Money. No, no, and I it's, agree. they're paying for it now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Clint Capella's worth
0: whatever you're going to match for him. I can see that. He's definitely. a great defender. Yeah, in the paint yeah. and perimeter. They're not going to find anything that complements their roster better than Clint Capella. No, and he's a good finisher. So, yeah, you match that. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, man, just. This free agency thus far has been very exciting, and I'm excited to see where it goes from this point. Do you think we'll see any blockbuster trades or anything? uh, I guess uh, coming up soon?
1: Yeah, this signing trade with Boogie for Anthony
0: Davis. (laughs) (laughs) seven over here cooking up all type of stuff just because you know Golden State's front office out there pulling everything they want anything wants. is possible
1: at this point <laughs> like, they might pull out a prime Michael Jordan from somewhere <laughs> like, I don't know what them guys is doing if over they day. get
0: another big name player on that Golden State roster I'm a flip I'm, I'm not watching basketball this year if they get anybody else if they decide to flip that boogie into something else something better I'm pissed. I, I, there's nothing I, will, I would have to see as far as the NBA no, season is concerned. The hard
1: thing with doing that would be that he only signed for five mil. Yes, yes. And so it would be really hard to move him for something
0: better because the contracts ain't going to match up. Yeah, that's a fact. But, yeah, like I said, nevertheless, so far, it's been exciting to say the least. And we've seen a lot of shifts already. As we said, Brian is now in the West. And... I feel like the biggest thing at this point is what's San Antonio going to do. That's I feel like that's the biggest uh, chess piece that's still left on the board. I feel like everybody else is pretty much in their destinations or has everything else in place for them to go where they're supposed to go. But we got to figure out what's going to happen with that situation. And I will say this. If the Lakers continue to sign all of these guys – they're not going to have no money. Like, it's not, I mean, if you get a guy like Kawhi, you're looking to have him long-term, obviously. And like I said, next year he'll be a free agent. So, I I don't know. With us grabbing all of these guys, it it looks more and more like we're going to start to trade that young talent away, which we better not. But I don't even want to talk about my Lakers free agency right now. I'm still upset about Boogie. But yeah, man, that pretty much does it for this episode of the Pick and Roll Podcast. Make sure y'all continue to give us feedback. Any topics that you guys want to hear about at this point, let us know. We know that it's the off season, so we're pretty much accepting whatever you guys want to hear us talk about. That's a fact. Sam, was there anything else you wanted to add?
1: Uh, yeah, we're getting close to football season, so uh Yeah it's about them Trojans this
0: this year. Nah, it's about them Buckeyes. That's what he meant to say. The team that slapped them Trojans up in that bowl game. We still 2-1 nah, against y'all. we ain't talking about that. We ain't fans. talking about that. We're not talking. And what's about the score? That. We're not we're not talking about that. <laughs> we're talking about what happened last year yeah, and we're moving y'all, forward. Y'all got it. But yeah, man, football season's coming up. It's going to be exciting as far as the NFL and college, so Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. But once again, Pick and Roll Podcast. Give us y'all's feedback. Let us know what y'all want to hear. And it's your boy Ish signing out. It's your boy Sam, man. We appreciate y'all. We out.